Welcome to Realty Talk, the show that brings together the country's most authoritative and respected property experts. Follow us on all the socials and subscribe for updates and exclusive offers. Realty Talk is powered by realty.com.au, connecting buyers, sellers and agents differently. Hi and welcome to your Property Hub's Realty Talk show, your go-to home for property investment insights, inspirational stories from Australia's top property experts, leaders and analysts. I'm your anchor, Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance, and we've got another bumper program for you this week. Well-known TV and property personality Veronica Morgan kicks things off by questioning the pros and cons of using FIFO, that's fly in and fly out, versus local area expert buyers agents. We then go international and digital with Jürgen Polzel from QLindo to explore how you can bridge incremental property investment with the security of blockchain to give you international access to sustainable green property projects. And to close out the show, Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing explores your options on where you're best to invest a million dollars right now. Now, before we get into it, make sure you don't miss another episode of Realty Talk by subscribing to the Property Hub on your favourite podcast player, where you'll get two powerful episodes of both Realty Talk as well as the Get Invested podcast delivered to you each and every week. And make sure you also sign up on the realty.com.au homepage, where you'll also get a free copy of my award-winning book, Get Invested, just for making the effort. We've got stacks of property insights to share, so let's get on with the show. Now, if you've been watching Realty Talk for a while, you've heard me talk about the fact that buyers agents generally appear on a spectrum somewhere between local buying experts who intimately know the ins and outs of their local area at one end, through to national buyers agents who tend to rely on remote desktop research at the other. So to better understand what type of buyers agents is better suited to you and your circumstances, we're joined by well-known TV presenter and highly respected buyers agent, Veronica Morgan is also a residential property expert, a podcast host and author, who's renowned for her property insights without the BS. So welcome back to the show, Veronica. Oh, thanks, Bushy. <laughs> now, I love this subject. So uh, I'm really looking forward to unpacking this. So can you sort of, I know that you've come up with a really great classification of the two main types of buyers agents in Australia. So can you start by explaining and breaking them down for us? Yeah, Sure. I am, I, I'm going to give you three different category, categories where there's two in each, right? So the first right. one is there's buyers agents that focus very much on owner-occupiers and those that focus very much on investors. Now, the owner-occupier, this is sort of where we're going with the local specialists yep. versus FIFO or fly-in, fly-out buyers agents, right? Yep. So the local specialist and the owner-occupier, there's a beautiful synergy there right? The investor and the FIFOs, unfortunately, there's a beautiful synergy there. And there's a bit of a problem. And I'll, I'll sort of come to, I guess, why that's a problem. But the FIFO real estate, uh, sorry, buyer's agent doesn't have that local expertise. But there's another category. And that's an order taker versus an advisor, right? So a lot of people, a lot of buyer's agents will go, yeah, you want one of them? Sure, I'll go and get you one of them without any real depth of analysis or advice to say, is that a good decision for you? Is that the sort of property that you should be looking for that fits with what you've told me your long-term goals are? Is that even a good asset, you know, versus somebody that will say, you know what, I'm going to challenge you and let's talk about really what 
the type of property that's going to serve you long-term or how's this for a radical, maybe you shouldn't invest in property or maybe not now, you know, and there's not many buyers agents that fit in that category. <laughs> Absolutely. It's more about the paycheck for them than the yeah, result for the investor or the or the buyer, which is interesting. So I, uh, just to sort of qualify then, are, are you suggesting that investors are best with FIFO buyers agents and owner-occupiers with a local specialist? Well, what I am saying, definitely the owner-occupier and the lo local specialist has said absolute clear synergy without a shadow of a doubt, right? Yep. And the FIFO buyers agent, though, there is a challenge, and this is what I was alluding to before, that when an investor who is quite agnostic about where they would invest goes and talks to a local specialist, they're going to fall into the, the problem of that the local specialist, it's like the, the tradie with the hammer, every problem looks like a nail, right? And so they are going to get sort of sold into that local area. Yep. And you get why. That's their business. That's what they know. They have faith in that. They're probably a bit biased, you know, the whole home bias thing. Yep. And from an investor's point of view, they do need to have more holistic advice in terms of where they should be buying before they get to that point. And there's a gap in the market here. It's a challenge for investors to come to those conclusions about the right locations um, before talking to the buyer's agent. But then the problem is they go to the FIFO buyer's agent who values data over art. And you need science and art when you're buying property. You really do need to have a sort of lovely alchemy of both of those things. These FIFO buyers agents often are very transactionally focused, very numbers-based, and, and it sounds really logical. It's an investment. I should only use numbers. But the problem is to do that, you run a very big risk of being sold into an area that potentially they've just decided is easy for them to buy in. Yep. Um, and that's not a good thing for you as a buyer. Buying something that's easy is never a good thing for a property buyer. Yep. Um, and, you know, and then you've got, you know, they might have this national network of on the ground buyers agents and that might work because those local network, those local on the ground buyers agents might have that local expertise, but you really do run the risk of buying a very poor asset with these investment houses if they don't understand the art part of the property buying process. So it's a difficult conundrum for the investor, as I said, who has is agnostic or doesn't really care, you know, that's another problem as well because that sort of person is likely to default their own personal uh, education decision-making to these FIFO buyers agents and that's extraordinarily dangerous. Very dangerous indeed. So why do you think local specialists buy better property than FIFO buyers agents in the context of what you've just said? Yeah, so I guess if you say you, if you took a location and said, right, well, the FIFO could buy there and so could the local specialist. So you sort of the, the location is equal, but the, the buyer's agents are different. Yep. The amount of stories that I hear from local buyer's agents and also local sales agents about the type of stock these out-of-town buyer's agents buy. Now, I've seen this myself with my own eyes, so it's not just sour grapes from, from the local buyer's agents going, I don't want these people, you know, stomping in my territory. And when I get, you know, I've had regional sales agents tell me horrific stories about how they've 
managed to luck it into some buyer's agent that has done the data and thinks that that area is the next hotspot. And so they start selling all their clients into that area and buying stock. They start pushing prices up. And some of these agents have been telling me stories about how they've offloaded all their crap stock that they haven't been able to sell to locals, you know, for sometimes years Yep. And they've been selling them to these buyer's agent's clients. The buyer's agent's clients are bragging about, well, sorry, the clients aren't bragging. They don't know yet. They don't know. And they will not know for another five, 10 years, probably yep. what has happened. But the buyer's agent then starts, great, this is easy pickings, right? And he's, they're selling this dream to people who don't have the smarts, don't have the knowledge, or maybe not even the interest to check on these validity of these claims. And then each time they buy, they push the price up a little bit. And then they go back to their original clients and go, look, prices are rising in this area. You've done so well. And they start bragging about the instant equity uplift. Oh, it's fabulous. They create this self-fulfilling, wonderful little market which is really awful because, and then they start spinning, spinning their stories. And then they actually pitch it as, oh, my clients have been buying below market in a growing, market, in a grow. I mean, it's just horrific, horrific when you hear these stories. So the local specialists in these areas are like, oh, I wouldn't touch that with a barge pole. And these are the reasons. And some of these FIFO buyers agents, they actually don't even go there. They don't actually fly in or fly out. They do it from their desk. Yep. And they get local property managers to do the inspections for them. Yep. They do not see a lot of things that they really needed to be evaluating and checking. They The clients have often seen the property before the buyer's agents even seen it, right? They're then picking up, hey, how come you couldn't see there's a hole in the wall there or whatever? Um, you know, the, the property managers are not experienced buyer's agents. They're not experienced of being critical thinkers around not, you know, sure, they might be able to advise on how easy it's going to be to rent out now, but sure. what about longevity? What about um, long-term capital growth prospects? All those sorts of things. Yeah. And also they've got an agenda. They want, uh, they either don't want to lose the listing that's on their books now, or they want to get a new one. So there's just so many pitfalls. And so when you hear the stories from those local experts that say, I wouldn't touch that because of X, Y, Z, bad tenants, bad street, bad side of town you know, uh, flood zone, all these really avoidable and knowable and discoverable things that have not been investigated, have not been tested because they're basically, their clients are in a sausage machine and they're just pumping them out. Yeah, really That's cool. abominable. Totally agree. So how can buyers and investors avoid these traps then, Veronica? Well, the thing is that um, they need to be very, start learning um, you need to start educating yourself. And at the end of the day, investing in property is A, expensive. Yeah. B, it's lumpy. Yeah. C, it's a long-term commitment. And to outsource the responsibility for that decision-making to a buyer's agent, is a, it's a massive trust relationship. But to do that without actually learning enough yourself so that you can test whether that buyer's agent is worthy of your trust, that's what your responsibility is as a consumer. So. One of the things I would say, always ask these buyers agents, what's the minimum budget for an A-grade property? Um, so, And then say, what is an A-grade property? Show me examples. Yeah. Now, then that's interesting in itself. Sometimes you see some stuff and you think, oh, I do not want to be buying that crap, right? Yeah. Ask them what their methodology is for identifying investment-grade property. They must have a methodology. 
if they're just like, oh, because what if it's airy, fairy, and fluffy, run, right? Yeah. If they use a lot of data about shopping centers, airports, you know, what else, you know, all that sort of typical infrastructure data about growth corridors and all that sort of palaver, if they start bamboozling you with statistics, I'd be like, run, because you can misuse, and in this industry, statistics are um, misused all the time. Then what I want to know is how do they measure the performance of the properties that they've bought for their clients? Now, if they've been in the industry for a minute, they're going to start talking about instant equity lifts and high yield, right? Warning, yep. warning, right? If they've been around for a long time, they're going to go, right, well, this is a client bought five years ago. Is another one I bought 10 years ago. This is their position now, da-da-da-da, because of what we did and because of the, the things in our methodology that we were looking for that we found, and this is how we're measuring it. And so you really need to ask for those case studies, not yesterday's, not six months ago, because I see it all the time, all these instant equity uplifts and yeehaw, but property is a long game. And, you know, you have to remember that you're the one stuck with this. These people, half of them, they'll be out selling crypto in five years time. They won't be, or whatever the next thing is, right? Yeah, exactly <laughs> they probably right. won't be property. Yeah, no, extremely well said. You, you need to manage your managers and you need to know enough about what you're doing to be able to do that. That's that's the absolute clear takeaway. And also making sure that there is independence and, and checks and balances in the equation so that it's you're not relying on uh, one, one track that's in the back pocket of someone else because you're not really getting the truth. You're getting what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. So look, uh, as always, I I really want to thank you for sharing these great insights, Veronica, and thanks again for your time on the show today. My pleasure, Bushy. Thanks, Veronica. Well, it's clear, like everything, the devil's in the detail when it comes to engaging a buyer's agent that's going to get you the best results. So if you'd like to find out more, reach out to Veronica and her team at veronicamorgan.com.au. Keep watching your trusted voice for all things property here on Realty Talk. Property deductions can save you thousands of dollars each year. To make sure you maximise deductions, you need to work with the most experienced quantity surveyor in the country. BMT Tax Depreciation is the leading specialist in the industry. They've completed over 700,000 tax deduction schedules for residential investment and commercial properties Australia-wide. BMT guarantee to find double your fee in the first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation-free quote. Now, you'd have to be deaf, dumb and blind not to be aware of the transformative effect that blockchain technology and digital coins and tokens are having on just about every industry where there's an exchange of value. That is, with the exception of the real estate industry, that has been very slow to adopt this new revolutionary way of doing business. And one of the biggest challenges for most people investing in property is the massive deposits and the high debt required to make this a reality. Sure, you can invest through fractal investments where you get into the property market in small increments by buying a portion or a fraction of a property, or you can buy units in limited property trusts. But these all have challenges. So what if there's a better way that bridges incremental property investment with the transparency and security of blockchain-based real estate tokens to give you international access to sustainable green property projects. To reveal this exciting opportunity, we're joined by Jürgen Purzel from Qlindo in Austria. So welcome to Realty Talk, Jürgen. Thank you so much, Marty, for having me. It's a great pleasure being on your show today. 
Thank you, Jürgen. So let's sort of get into it. Uh, and to start with, how are blockchain-based real estate tokens changing the world of property investment? Well, Martin, this is the question that probably every investor is asking himself nowadays as the blockchain technology is omnipresent. We as Kalinda believe that real estate investments need to be simpler and quicker. And the blockchain technology helps us on this task. With Colindo, we created the first green real estate and energy token. What does that mean? We offer our token holder to invest in an individual real estate and energy portfolio that is represented by the Colindo token. As such, with the Colindo token, you are not investing in one individual real estate or energy project, but rather in the whole portfolio holding the rights for our individual project. Um, it could therefore um, be seen as a traditional ETF, but only with all the advantages that the blockchain technology that the Web3 space has to offer. Yeah, brilliant. That's a good way of describing it. So just to draw the distinction a little bit further, how does it differ from the traditional property investment route? I would say, unlike the traditional property transaction, the Colindo token can provide its investors with a unique value enhanced um, strategy in, I would say, three areas. First of all, the treasury earns money from property management, which is reflected in the token's value. Yep. All profits are deposited in the Colindo treasury and are transparently managed by a DAO. Um, quick explanation about a DAO, it's a decentralized autonomous organization um, with this unique strategy, we are inviting our token holders to be part of the decision-making process. Um, we work very hard on making it as simple as possible. Therefore, we created a mobile application where on a regular basis, we're going to ask our token holders where to invest next. So um, as soon as we have good project and pipeline, we gonna order them and as a management team we propose the different project to our community and the community then really takes over the decision making process of the colindo dao and decides whether they want to invest in project a b or c i would say the second thing is we are guaranteeing inflation proof fixed rate staking as called in the blockchain world um, as the cap of the Colindo token is 10 billion issued token. And therefore, we could always um, use those tokens in order to, um, to provide our token holders a fixed um, staking rate. And I would say the third big um, advantage or also difference between traditional property transaction is the token in automated market making will only be issued more if the coin's value is also increasing. Adjustments are also made every three months. Um, if the value in the treasury as a result of revenue changes significantly in comparison to the token price. Yeah, okay, that's uh, very interesting then. So uh, I'd like to dive into the benefits of this new form of real, real estate investment then if you can roll those out for us. Well, 
the goal is to bring an outstanding portfolio of green real estate projects and um, energy projects from all around the world under the umbrella of Colindo, allowing investors to access a larger portion of the green real estate market. In doing so, Colindo is adopting a particular novel strategy in that the properties do not require a complicated tokenization process, but rather the underlying value of the green properties are reflected in one token transparently managed by a DAO that I just mentioned. I also believe that with this approach, we invite our investors to stay purely digital, although investing in real-life assets, underlying assets. Um, our token holder, are, they stay um, fully flexible by the opportunity to trade the Colindo token seven days a week, 24 hours. And in the end of the day, you know, this is a new approach as we also offer um, the possibility to stay fully in control of your money as uh, it doesn't, we don't have a minimum requirement investor. Therefore, you can invest whether $5, um, $20, $20, a million in the end of the day. Um, obviously, it, it does matter, but um, we truly invite the, the token holder to just try it out. Um, see how it goes. And then if you're comfortable with, with the product, um, happy to, we invite everyone to, to invest more or yeah, whatever he or she is feeling comfortable with. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I was going to ask you where there was a minimum uh, investment, but uh, if, if there is no yeah. limits on that, then that certainly gives uh, people an opportunity to test the waters. Uh, see how it progresses and then leverage up if uh, if that's appropriate. So uh, I'd love you to sort of uh, talk to us about any any inherent risks that might be uh, involved so that investors get their head around that side as well. Well, I would say obviously no investment comes without a risk. Um, I, was, I would um, say there are internal and external risks from an internal point of view. I would say we are um, only as good as the project we invested in. Um, we therefore working with um, our real estate and energy partners with a lot of experience. Um, uh, for instance, in, in Europe, we are working with one um, real estate developer with over 35 um, plus years experience in the field. And therefore, we are also um, looking out for experience that we can buy in for our Colindo portfolio. From an external point of view, it is important to stay always on the latest security technology to prevent hacker attacks. And um, in the end of the day, it's good to work with good lawyers as also the regulatory issues um, would need to be taken very serious and, and therefore um, get some good lawyers on your side. Yeah, no, that's uh, very well said. And I guess the the diversification of the portfolio, given you're not effectively in investing in one asset, but a, a multitude of assets, which potentially are going to be in different markets and in different configurations. Exactly. To diversify and dilute that risk in any in any event. Now, that's awesome. So uh, what types of projects uh, can we invest in using this blockchain real estate tokens then, Jürgen? Look, in the end of the day, every single real estate could be tokenized. This is, from a technical point of view, um, quite simple to do. Um, it's 
just based on the decision of the owner if he or she uh, wants to tokenize the real estate. With Colindo, we have just recently closed our investment into Techwood Home, an Austrian-based real estate company offering prefabricated houses with integrated smart home solutions. It is based on a plastic-free construction and offers a self-sustaining housing concept. Furthermore, we are also looking out um, on investments abroad. Therefore, we have invested in a company called Flow Game Development and Management. Uh, it's based in Switzerland. It's uh, specialized in the production and distribution of mobile carbon wind turbines. Um, this enables the use of wind turbines, turbines, I hope I pronounced it right, in various places. Just think about large supermarket or company parking lots where the um, mobile carbon wind turbines can be placed and you can easily charge your electronic um, cars, motorcycles within some minutes. Um, furthermore, we are very focusing on um, investment in photovoltaic plants, in, in, especially in Eastern Europe. Yeah, interesting. A, a good diversity. And again, that, that green sustainability factor is, is coming in. We hope so. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it sounds awesome as a, as a, a future uh, in, investment in the, the betterment of the world. Uh, let's turn to Qlindo now. Uh, specifically, uh, what are the advantages of, of and what does uh, Qlindo offer? Well, I would say next to an easy investment in a real estate and energy in real estate and energy projects portfolio with a constant increase of value, we are offering further utility to our investors, such as um, commission-free rent or the possibility to buy prime properties from the Colindo portfolio. We offer discounts for buying property from Colindo, access to Colindo's green technology network, green interior design, and, and much more. Um, our different utilities are very often changing or constantly changing, um, but we're gonna um, inform our token holders on the current utilities that are also offered by holding the Colindo token. Yeah, very interesting. So there, are, there really are some uh, uh, additional benefits uh, other than just the, the pure investment piece. Uh, and that's and that's why why I especially said uh, we offer all the possibilities for investors that they also gain from traditional um, traditional property investments, but with the further advantages of the blockchain technology of the Web three space, as we truly can combine the old world with the new world and more or less pick out the best things on both sides. Yeah, I like that because potentially you've got the, the growth of the, the physical real estate investments themselves, but also potentially the growth of the, the tokens. So there's, there's yeah. two opportunities there. That's, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, how can potential investors get involved then, Jürgen? Um. That's quite easy as the Web3 doesn't have any borders anymore. Therefore, it doesn't matter whether you're located in Australia, in Asia, um, Europe, America, or somewhere else um, on our beautiful globe. As we are listed on um, Uniswap or Bitmart, um, you can easily invest um, in Colindo on those two exchanges. Bitmart is one of the biggest and most trusted crypto exchange. As such, you would only need to register 
on BitMart and buy Colindo token directly on the BitMart exchange. And the second um, possibility is um, called Uniswap. It's, it's a decentralized exchange where you basically only need um, to connect your crypto wallet, such as MetaMask or Trust wallet, also a lot of other wallets, and change cryptocurrency into um, your Colindo token. Yeah, it's a very uh, easy process. Well, look, um, I really want to thank you for opening your eyes to this changing world of blockchain-based property opportunities, Jürgen, and, and thanks for getting up early in Austria to join us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Jürgen. Well, it's one thing that's absolutely constant in property, it's continual change, and blockchain-based real estate tokens are now disrupting the world of property. So if you'd like to know more, check out qlindo.io. That's qlindo.io. Keep watching the Property Hub's Realty Talk, your go-to place for all things property. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. Know How has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Now, there's been so much conjecture, scaremongering and misleading noise about property in recent months. It's easy to be very confused about what, if anything, you should be investing your hard-earned money in. So let's ask the question, where would you invest your money if you had a million dollars right now? Well, to give you a well-educated and qualified answer to this, we're joined again by Realty Talk regular Scott O'Neill, the founder of Rethink Investing, a leading commercial buyer's agency specialising in finding rare, positively geared commercial properties right across Australia. So welcome back to the show again, Scott. Good to be back, Bushy. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Well, Scott, let's get straight into the meat of the argument. Uh, where would you invest your money if you had a spare million dollars in your back pocket right now? Yeah, good question, Bushy. And um, interestingly, it's sort of roughly about our average price point. So most people, like obviously there's a lot of higher value assets and a lot of cheaper value ones. And, um, but generally a commercial property investor is investing more money. So a million dollars might sound a lot, but uh, it's not if you've owned a house in Sydney for 10 years and refinanced it and saved a bit on the side, it's actually a lot more in reach uh, than you think. So this is a good goal for many investors, I think, to, to sort of look forward to, because it, it's, it's enough to kind of leverage up into a two and a half, three million dollar type asset. And uh, there's, there's some good buying out there. If you can get into that range, you're gonna be sort of competing against less investors, the yields are better, you're dealing with more mature type tenants or multiple tenants as well. So it's a good goal to reach for. And um, to answer your question, there's no right perfect answer. Like it really depends on the asset. And I, I'll answer this the same way I do with my clients. It's you let the deal do the talking. So you go out with your price point, make sure your finances are in order. So you, you can go to your, your broker, make sure they're, you know, they're sort of aware you're going down the commercial route because uh, this is where I do think it is, is best to spend this type of money because it will give you the cash flow 
um, that that'll actually allow you to uh, push forward to a retirement phase. So yeah. you know, whether it's industrial, um, small neighborhood shopping center type stuff, little medical centers, they're all in the range of this price point. So um, I'll start with with industrial because this is a good safe bet. There's a lot of capital growth on play and um, vacancy rates are minimal. They're easy to fill. So if you're going to spend your hard-earned million dollars on one asset, industrial is a good spot, uh, spot to look for. It doesn't need to be in a capital city, but it needs to be sort of major regional center and in a good part of town. And you can buy that good established tenant. So again, you just go looking, look, make sure you look at multiple deals in this price point so you get a feel of what's out there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's all about making sure you've got your head around, does this property release if it went vacant? What's the capital growth on at, on hold with this type of property? And obviously doing the research on the current tenant to make, make sure the numbers stack up. So if you're refinancing, run your numbers off 100% debt plus costs. If you're looking at uh, basically, a, you know, if you've got that as cash, you, your returns are going to be even better. But um, yeah, it's really about just modeling the numbers out. And you're going to see, you know, 6 7% returns for a good quality asset in this range. So you know, if you look at the long-term interest rates, uh, you know, that's a good margin day one. And, you know, if interest rates drop, the numbers get better. If they increase, your numbers get worse. So you just got to make sure you, you sort of do the modeling around these interest rate cycles. Um, yeah, so that's one part. Another part would be multi-tenant retail. So th this is a very popular asset class, like three out of the last four purchases I've personally made have been shopping centers. And <laughs> I love them for the diversity. They are core parts of our community. Your little supermarket, you might have a dentist, a hairdresser, pharmacy. Like these, these businesses are not going to just vanish off the face of the earth, no matter what people say. And it's, uh, there's just so many different types of these businesses in place too, from laundromats to, you know, fast food chains. Like they're all in these little complexes. And sometimes it's all like an all in one portfolio in one purchase. And, that makes people feel comfortable. Um, another recent example we did for a client, we bought a medical center, had a 10, 10 year lease, established operator, had a pharmacy next to it. That was all in the high two millions. So that's possible with that one mil deposit. And again, it's, it's something you'd allow your grandma to purchase because you know, it's just going to be safe. You know, it's recession proof. There's, you don't need to be an expert in commercial property to, to understand it because we've all been to medical centers and stuff like that, that, you can uh, you just got to do your normal due diligence and experts can help do that you've got lawyers looking over leases and make sure you do all your usual stuff for residential get the building and pest reports look at comparable sales and uh yeah you can you can really get that sort of trophy type investment that will sort yourself out in this price point yeah i like it well uh, you probably answered this question already in 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 what we've been talking about but uh, would you pay cash or leverage the million dollars Look, definitely leverage. And the, the reason for leveraging is you're just going to get out of that murky $1 million price point, which is nothing wrong with it. But there's just, as I said, there's just hundreds of these buyers out there. And it's, um, you're going to lose on yield because of the competition. You've got to out-purchase them. As a cash buyer, you've got an advantage because you can sort of skip the finance clause in contracts and whatnot. But it's not really going to benefit you to compared to sort of leveraging. So if you're buying a, you know, a $3 million asset and it's a 7% yield, that's 210,000 income you're going to get. If you're buying a 7% yield on a million dollar property, it's 70 grand. So you can just do the maths on your interest co you know, costs. You're going to make a lot more money from leveraging. 
And not only that, you'd rather have a $3 million asset in a market 10 years growing at 5% per annum than a $1 million asset 10 years growing. Like, so the returns are magnified um, due to the leveraging benefit. And that's the only reason anyone will ever touch residential because of that leveraging factor. So same goes with commercial. It's, it's the key to doing well. Yeah, spot on. Well, you've answered this question already as well, actually, but uh, is there any benefit in splitting the million dollars into two smaller deals? Yeah, look, the only reason you do it is if you got very lucky and found that kind of one and a, you know, one and a hundred thousand type deal in that million dollar range, but it's an unlikely scenario because it takes a long time to purchase two good assets and a million dollars. So by then the market's kind of, you know, it might take you 18 months to complete two transactions. Um, and do it well. So time out of the market, that means lost cash flow. Um, but look, again, like you always let the deal do the dick talking. Like if you find a really good uh, sub million dollar deal, you'd never say no to it just because of the price point, but you just got to work out the opportunity costs and can you use that surplus funds you've got on another deal? And that sometimes can be the trickier bit to replicate that first good deal. And um, I think commercials only going to get more competitive over the next Long, we'll call it medium term because more people are going to transition from residential to commercial. And I saw an interesting stat out the other day that there's, um, and you may have the right numbers, Bushy, but there's about 600,000 transactions a year in resi. There's yeah. about 20,000 in commercial. So not much happens in commercial. It's a small little, uh, you know, baby type market compared to the resi space. And, you know, to, to regularly buy in this market, it's very difficult because yeah, of those numbers. Spot on uh, and, and a, a good reference there. Uh, uh, and you, you've touched on this already, but just to drill into it a little bit more, is, is it easy to find good quality deals under these price points, given the amount of competition that uh, you're talking about? As a general rule, the cheaper you go, the more difficult it gets because there's exponentially more buyers. So uh, I always like to tell my clients, if you can participate in the quiet zone of the market, you will do better dollar for dollar. The quiet zone generally starts at about two mil. Yeah. So two to two to 10 million. Above 10 million, you start getting more syndicators and you know super funds and that sort of start uh, to compete against you. Mind you, they're a bit quieter than they once were. So you know it's not so much a, a disadvantage in, if you go over that range, but definitely sub million, the amount of competition you face from inexperienced buyers who aren't as diligent or fussy on yields will we'll just grow and grow and grow. So yeah, it's, it's a world where the more you spend almost the less risk comes out of it in a way. So, so yeah. you've got to weigh that up. Yeah. Some uh, really good thoughts there, mate. And as always, I really want to thank you for these educated insights on this quite important topic, mate. And, and thanks again for jo joining us on the show today. Thanks, Bushy. Appreciate it, mate. Thanks, Scott. Well, as you can see in here, there's still plenty of opportunity in the property investment arena if you know how and where to look. So if this is of interest and you want to learn more, reach out to Scott and the Rethink Investing team at rethinkinvesting.com.au to investigate your options. Stay with us for more on your Property Hub's go-to place for all things property here on Realty Talk. Property depreciation is the natural wear and tear of a building and its assets. Property investors can claim depreciation as a tax deduction each financial year. Depreciation is a non-cash deduction. This means you don't need to spend any money in order to claim it. On average, BMT tax depreciation find residential investors almost $9,000 in first full financial year deductions. 
Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation free quote. Well, that brings us to the close of this week's show. Another big thanks to our special guests, Veronica Morgan, Jürgen Polzel, and Scott O'Neill. And before we go, make sure you don't miss another episode of your trusted voice for all things property by subscribing to the Property Hub on your favourite podcast player now, where you'll also enjoy the Get Invested podcast delivered to you each and every week. Thanks again to Realty.com.au, BMT Tax Depreciation, Apiro Marketing, DM Media, and Southern Cross Stereo for their ongoing support. I'm Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance, and along with Kevin Turner and the entire Property Hub Realty Talk team, we thank you for getting invested in yourself by investing in us. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Miss something in this week's show or want to catch up on past shows? Do it anytime at realty.com.au where we connect buyers, sellers and agents differently. 